The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sky Podcast. We're your host. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And it is another fun-filled, fabulous Monday morning hollow cult. We're glad you're here hanging out with us. We're glad you chose us to start your week off. Because quite frankly, we deserve it. Yes. We're pretty dope. And at that point, we might all need an evaluation of our intelligence. True. True. Uh, I believe Kyle is diving into the old uh, Collins Elite here today. You believe correctly. Uh-oh. It's And so shall it start. You know what that means. I don't know what that means. Me either. But anyway, before we can dive into that, we got to get through all the business. So check us out at all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Come be part of the Hollow Cult. Be good to people. They'll be good to you. You know how it works. Just do it. If you have a paranormal experience that you'd like to share for us to feature on a future show, Kyle's got some information for you. Go ahead and call or text the Holophone, which is going to be 1618-556-0837. And remember, that would be the same phone number that you can call the night shift with. You can write your story out or record it using a voice memo app or just recording a video. Shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also try to schedule an interview with us through hollowskyinterviews at gmail.com. Like I said before, and time and time again, all this information is in the show notes. So... Peep the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, plenty of ways you can do it. First and foremost, word of mouth. Share the show on social medias. Share it with all your weird friends. Anybody that listens to podcasts, anybody that likes weird shit, just put Hollow Sky out there and help the cult continue to grow. We have a Patreon if you'd like to check that out. You know how Patreon works. Extra content for a price. Uh, we got a Venmo. You can throw some pocket change into the Monster Fund. Our new website is up and running, and the store is rocking and ready to go. So, pop on over there, see if there's anything you like. Stickers, shirt, whatever. Snacks. There's not snacks, but maybe there will be one day. There might be. And, uh, yeah. You can also leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Your podcatcher of choice. And if I find them, I will gladly... Shout you out on a future episode, which let me pull this up. Pull that shit up, Jamie. And here we go. Today's five-star rating and review is brought to us from our friend Exodore67. 
Who says, a banger, five stars. I first heard Steve and Kyle when they shared their Egress experience on the confessionals. From that moment on, I went down the Egress rabbit hole and I started listening to Hollow Sky. And now they're my go-to for when I want to listen to podcasts. They present information and the discussion and speculation on the topics are a real treat. These guys are my kind of people. I love listening to them. Keep up the great work, guys. Tony. Tony, you're our kind of people for being dope and leaving us a five-star rating and review. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. We're giving you a metal sign over the podcast waves. So, since Kyle's going to dive into this Collins Elite thing, should we instead talk about our phantom emailer as opposed to doing a listener experience? I don't care. I feel like it would sit in well leading into this. We can, even though we know phantom emailers is most likely a douche. Dumb, dumb. A douche. Trying to <clears throat> trying to pull one over on us. Trying to pull a fast one. Yeah. Trying to f- pull a nerd one, which they successfully did because they're a nerd. So let me find this here. Okay, I'm going to add a little, uh, a little backstory here for everybody. So instead of doing a listener encounter, we're going to do a hollow sky encounter so we were on we were doing a night shift everybody check out the night shift wednesday night eight o'clock central youtube live show come kick it be there be square so we were doing one what probably two weeks ago something like that probably be three weeks ago by the time this drops and as soon kyle starts talking about looking into collins elite right yep and as soon as that show gets done, well, actually, it was why we were on the show. We get an email. And we're going to share this email with you. The email is from one agent, John Smith, which is, first off, is lame. And it says, greetings, HSP, which, I mean, as cryptic as that is, I'm going to assume that's Hollow Sky Podcast. Hollow Sky is one word, so nice fucking that up. You for being a that out shady there. government agent, you really screwed that up right off the rip. Uh, their email, however, I'm going to put on blast. And they're going to regret doing this. Is egressagent at gmail.com. Hell yes. So I'm assuming they're tying egress in with Collins Elite since this is what happened. So the email goes as is. Oh my, how you've come so far from where you began. But since our real name has been mentioned, shall we continue with our plan? Like the moon shining high and bright with all its grace, we can only reveal what you seek while covering half of our face. Regards, signed E.L. (sighs) Neat. Neat, neat, neat. They sent us a cool little poem that... Sounds like it was written by a fourth grade class just trying to rhyme words. So I responded with, what's this plan consist of? And we didn't hear anything from him for a while until the next live show, which I decided just to talk massive amounts of shit on them during the live. And during that, actually it was prior to me talking shit at 816, they emailed us again, Mr. John Smith here says, we are entertained, we watch, you've been hitting close to home. So then I email him back, we're not hard to find, if you want to talk, we're here for it, no rudimentary rhymes needed. Also on that specific live show, I said, cut the bullshit, just send us some coordinates. Which, they did, the next day. And that is, ready. It says, when will you be ready to devote? You have until the fields grow six and a half feet tall to decide, 6.5 feet tall. And it sent us some coordinates. So that day, me and Kyle are digging the coordinates, and it was weird. When we put the coordinates in to Google Maps or regular maps, it would change the coordinates that we would search for. It would bring us up somewhere similar, but not the specific coordinates. So I decided just to Google search the exact coordinates, which the coordinates lead to Clarksdale, Mississippi, where Robert Johnson, it's the the Devil's Crossroads, the exact coordinates of the Devil's Crossroads, where Robert Johnson supposedly sold his soul to the devil to become a good guitar player, the best guitar player. And 
I responded back with something about not needing to know how to play the guitar and what if I don't have a soul to sell and they haven't responded yet. I also talked a bunch of shit on the next live. So we're just kind of sitting here. I'm not driving all the way to Mississippi to go to some cryptic site that these fucking jackoffs just pulled off the internet. So if they're listening to the show, do better. Agent Smith, Egress Agent. It's EI. Do better. Is it? Yep. What does EI stand for? Probably Egress Industries. Ha! <laughs> Kyle's goddamn genius. EI, my bad, not EL. Egress Industries. That would be my assumption anyways. So they're trying to tell us that one of the 97, yeah, you're right, I bet. One of the 97 people that watched the live is Egress Industries. Highly unlikely. Egress Agent. I did spend some money and ran a Spokio on them. Nice. And there is nothing, nothing tied to the email. I didn't, I didn't assume so. Yeah, so. Uh, Probably just cool. a one-off creation, somebody yeah. to pull the veil over our eyes. Probably just a one-off douche. Trying to make a, a hee-hee, LOL, and not so much. Make the Hollis guy guys look like idiots. Well, I got news for you. We make ourselves look like idiots better than anyone else can. Woo-woo. Nice so, try. I don't know what to tell you, but I thought I'd just keep everybody in the loop. People were asking about it. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, Agent Smith emails us and I talk shit. It is what it is. But I figured that might spark more interest since Kyle's diving into the Collins Elite today, which essentially drove whoever this nerd is into talking to us. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. So, that being said, we're off to the races. We're off to the races. Very interesting topic here. It got mentioned to us, I believe, on a night shift. I can't, remember, can't quite remember, but I'd never heard of the Collins Elite. So I started looking into it a little bit, and I find a book by Nick Redfern called Final Events. So there it is for the people who've been asking. Um, it's It's been a ride so far. I'm not done with it. So there will be another episode, possibly two, depending on how deep I decide to dive. Uh, but I kind of start this off with some questions by just a couple chapters that I've read it, you know, uh, what if the gray aliens we're used to, to hearing about and for some of us seeing aren't exactly what we think they are? What if these things hate us with an uncontrolled passion and will do everything in their power to destroy us in the most wretched ways? What if they use deception, making us think they're one thing when in reality they're something completely different? What if the people who have contacted these things have decided to try and make packs with them, knowing we don't stand a chance against them? Well, in this episode, we'll go down some of these roads when exploring the Collins Elite. It has been a roller coaster of events that remind me of many cases we've covered. The Collins Elite consists of American military government, and intelligence personnel. They claim to have come in contact with an enemy not from this realm, yet these beings will assure you they are your friends, also wanting you to embrace the idea that they are from a galaxy far, far away. But this is all apparently part of their deception. The Collins elite say these are the most sinister and cold-hearted entities out there. Also claiming that we are being routinely farmed by ancient life forms, harvesting our souls when we die. Hmm. So the story is, like I said, told by Nick Redfern in his book, Final Events. It starts with a Ray. I'm just going to say Ray Beach. Boach Beach, something to that effect. Ray was a pastor and created the 14 Research Center. He also worked alongside the Nebraska MUFON network. One day, these two physicists from the Department of Defense reach out to Ray. They asked to meet up with him to have lunch and kind of bait him into the conversation. It seems, you know, like where we want to discuss with you what could really be behind all the UFO talk. After a few conversations with these men... Ray was excited to say the least because he was able to track down information on these men and it seemed 
that these two men panned out. All the the degrees they supposedly had, where they worked, the whole nine, all of it, all of it was where it was supposed to be. From this point, it gets very X file y. They, they start doing these like off the wall meetings, sharing secret information. And Ray begins to learn about NHEs or non human entities. Most pl- people apparently believe that these are aliens. But people within the Department of Defense seem to think otherwise. They are under the impression that these NHEs are minions for Satan. Which, let that soak in for a minute. You've got people from the DOD considering that, A, even just at at face value there, extraterrestrials are real. I like it. Right? And then it has another layer to it where they don't believe that extraterrestrials are actually extraterrestrials. They believe that these beings are nothing more than minions for Satan. So, so that's pretty fucking wild. Kind of de- like the it goes down the demonic route. Yes. Hell or space. Hell or space. Hell or space. It's very... It's, it's wild to consider that the powers that be, the DOD, the Pentagon, the CIA, all of it have weight in these topics. Yeah, wasn't... Did they... Is that how they referred to them in Serpo? Non-human no. entities? No. NBE. NBE. Non-biological entities. Yep. I got you. Which... Same thing. Same thing. Kind of. Interesting. And it's very it's very interesting to just to kind of throw this out. It perks my ears because if you think back to the Bledsoe case, you have people within the government and the Vatican that seem to feel the same way about these entities. Because with the Bledsoe one, if you remember, the Vatican warns not to come in contact with them. The there were CIA entities that felt the exact same way. So is. is there some alignment there? It is interesting. Cause you I mean, you could almost assume that the Vatican has the same information as pretty much most of the alphabet agencies do. More than likely. Or if not if not more. If not more. Uh, yeah, I would I would definitely agree that they probably have more. In in the realms of certain things, right? Not everything in in general, but what's ironic later on in the show, you'll you'll hear about how the CIA almost contacts people. I didn't think about it like that, that they may have reached out to people from the Vatican, but they do make contact with religious figures, um, ancient religious people, all types of stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, you would... You would think the information that all of those specific entities gather are important to one another. Right. Because the Vatican probably has information that they're privy to that the DOD and the CIA and the FBI and this, that, and the other would not. So. Right, because you wouldn't think that the CIA or any of the alphabets would have at any given time the desire to chase down Ouija boards or yeah, raising the dead, necromancy, or anything of that nature. Exorcisms, demonic oppression. That, right. That kind of stuff doesn't really concern. Un- you wouldn't think it would concern them. Until it does. Until it does. And then that's when they can reach out to the Vatican or, or powers in that realm. I like it. I like it. But back to these physicists. These men, like I said, were by all counts exactly who they said they were. They they wanted to reach out to Ray to more or less pick his brain because he had connections with the UFO world. He had written things, written articles, and done plenty of research and interviews on these topics. So it seems that... You know, with that statement, either Ray was onto something with his work or he thought just enough outside the box that it piqued the interest of these men. 
But as everyone knows, I don't typically like the idea that aliens are demons or vice versa. Furthermore, a possible skewing factor in this assessment could be that not only, obviously, Ray came from a religious background, but apparently also these physicists were diehard Christians. Not to say that that's a bad thing, but when you, when you, and it goes for everyone because people tend to stick with what they know. So with that being said, their perception on life, their rose colored glasses are obviously going to influence the way they perceive certain things. Right. Yeah, so yeah. that and that's that's kind of me trying to poke a hole in the demonic alien thing. I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong. I'm just saying that 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 always has to be something to consider when looking at other people's viewpoints. So like I said, it could be an explanation as to why they believe these entities are minions of Satan. Keep, you know, not not trying to throw shade at anybody who's Christian or any of that. Just just an observation I made. But these men were working on a very particular project. They were setting out to make contact with these NHEs. They were doing it in this super obsessive way. Part of the goal was to control these beings to use in military weapons and intelligence gathering. Note, control. It's a very naive way to approach. Control these apex predator human destroying beings? Yes. That's humorous. They said, and I'll quote the book here, regardless of how benevolent or beneficial any of the contact they had with these entities, it always ended up being tainted, for lack of a better term. There was nothing positive from the interaction with the NHEs. Almost like they want to destroy us. Yes. <laughs> Fitting. Fitting. One of the questions or thoughts that Ray had, actually, he, he actually ended up finding out, was what more or less any one of us would ask. How exactly are you making contact with these beings? I was just going to jump into that. Like, Apparently, they were able to invoke something and open a doorway to let these things in. It seemed that these men had been involved in this project for quite a long while. They explained how they were mostly interested in the psychotronic weaponry aspect of it, saying that these beings had an insane amount of mental powers. From here, they started using ancient rites and black rituals to try and contact these things. Apparently, after making contact with these beings and learning that they could do, and apparently, or learning what they could do, and apparently being explained and shown how to mimic those abilities, the DOD was very pleased with the contact they had with these NHEs. But, as humans do, the DOD and the powers that be start to become cocky and, and begin to think that we have mastered these entities. That's what I was just going to say. How fucking naive are we as humans to think that we can manipulate and coax these far advanced entities that see us as nothing. They just want us gone. And we're like, yeah, this is, this is getting really positive. We're getting really positive results in manipulating these. Right. Like we're not the ones essentially being manipulated. Yes. That's precisely what happens because the more these two physicists begin to kind of root around in the topic, they start to figure out that the entities that they, that they're making contact with and learning how to use their abilities, quote unquote, they were actually tricking the people at the DOD. So I love it. The way that, it kind of gets explained is that say 
say I'm the NHE, you're the guy looking into this. You want to learn how to use whether it would be considered remote viewing or telepathy or psychotronic or whatever. You want to be able to give a guy a heart attack on the other and other side of the world with basically just using your mind. And I go, okay, I can teach you how to do that. I can help you create a device that will amplify your brain waves, your uh, psychic powers, and you're going to be able to kill this guy making it look like he had a cardiac arrest. All right, we'll prove it. Give him the plans, let him build this machine or practice, whatever the fucking case was at the time. And then test time comes. All right, let's test this out. Steve sits in the chair, does his thing. Oh, dang, the guy across the planet died of cardiac arrest. Steve, good job. You did it. You you mastered it. Well, apparently... These entities were actually the ones killing the person across the planet with their real psychic powers, allowing <laughs> the foolish people believe they it. were the ones in control. And that would we we would eat that with a spoon. One hundred percent. We would buy right into that. One hundred percent. That way, when go time goes, when we go toe to toe, we'll be like, "All right, unleash the the mental warriors," and we do it, and nothing would happen. Yeah, that would exactly. We'd say, "Fuck." Yep, we got duped, boys. <laughs> we got duped. So, another thing that's very interesting is that these men, they brought more than just words to the conversation. They were able to provide photographic evidence of the absolute power these beings had the way it gets described the way it gets described by ray is that there were i think there was three subjects that he got thrown they were all in this like whether it would be almost like a dentist chair they had eegs and ekgs hooked up to them so this was these photos were taken right probably right around death and Ray gets to actually look at the real photos. He said he, he starts off where the first one was a white male between 25 and 30 who went through a remote induced cardiac arrest. The second was a white female around 20 to 25 who was killed with a remotely transmitted Head trauma. Hmm. Like Havana syndrome? Uh, no. It was able to crush the right side of her skull. All right. Maybe we're just in the baby steps of that. The third victim was a white male in his 30s, and he was taken out with remote suffocation. Because in Havana syndrome, which is similar. In a way, yes. Granted, toned back. It is essentially causing brain damage with yep. whatever, uh, power that they're using yep and all three of the people were deceased um but think about that remotely transmitted head trauma like blunt force trauma (laughs) that's fucked up and a, a question ray wondered was how did they get these test subjects who were they were they just people taken were they prisoners Huh. what would it be But by the end of these meetings, they had one overall message, that the human race was in grave danger. These aliens that were visiting us were nothing more than demons preparing for the Armageddon. But Ray does bring up a good point with these encounters. He says that most of the encounters people have with these types of aliens, and we've seen this in our research, most of the time, religious context will come up in conversations. And most of the time, these entities will in some way throw shade at it or dismiss it. Right? And we've seen that. We've read that. Yeah. So it does kind of make you scratch your head a little bit. But it seems for Nick and his his research, this, this story here is what pushed him down the road into stumbling onto the Collins elite. He didn't even know they existed as he's researching this story here with Ray. 
I give him I give him all types of props because his efforts to write the book and go down these roads that he chose to go down it, it's fucking crazy. And I said this on on one of our night shift episodes, but apparently all this possibly has ties to Aleister Crowley. Namely, when Crowley made contact with his Enochian entity named Lamb. That by doing these rituals, he was able to make contact and open a door. People who've combed through Crowley's history believe that he was able to crack the door to the realm where these, what we would refer to as greys, are from. Then you have a real fucking piece of work, Jack Parson. He was a follower of Crowley. And you look into his past and it is very fucking, very disturbing. But Jack Parsons was using the Babylon working to summon a moon child. Well, as he's working on this, strange things start to happen. People believe that Parsons was able to enlarge the portal Crowley had opened in 1918. Because shortly after the Babylon working was complete, you have the famous UFO encounter over Mount Rainier. A week later, you have the epic 1947 Roswell crash. And on top of that, Parsons had connections to Roswell and Rainier. But Nick starts putting together these puzzle pieces. He's, he's hunting down a Ralph Summers. Finds him and gets pointed toward an air base in Nebraska. So Nick, being the absolute fucking hard ass he is, he just phones the base. And he finally gets to a person who is willing to have a conversation with him. And in the book, Nick's like, and I just throw it all out there. I just put all my fucking cards on the table. I tell him what I'm doing, what I'm looking for, what I plan on doing the whole night. The guy on the phone asks some pretty interesting questions. He says, is this a story you intend on publishing? Nick's like, well, yeah. Do you have a publisher yet? No, but that's kind of in the works. Hey, Hollow Colt. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots. And their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all. And it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The guy after this is basically like, well, unfortunately, we don't have anything to do with that. You know, end of story. Hang up. Done. So Nick's like, great. Well, now you got to go back to the drawing board, figure some shit out. But three days later, he gets a phone call from an Offutt Air Force Base in Nebraska. And they start off with the heat, man. Mr. Redfern, I understand you want to meet with someone from the Collins Elite. And he's like, I have no fucking clue who the Collins Elite are. (laughs) But they knew who he was doing and what he was doing. So he chats with the lady on the phone, and he's like, all right, yeah, 
yeah, this the Collins Lee, that's the story I'm chasing. The lady told him to expect a phone call from someone who will put him in touch with a Mr. Duke. That call came through, I think it was about 11 days later, and Nick set off to Albuquerque, New Mexico to meet up with a Mr. Duke. When Nick, which this is weird, Steve, see if you catch this. When Nick got to the Mexican restaurant they agreed to meet, he was face-to-face with an 86-year-old man, one of the remaining, the last remaining members of the Collins Elite. But I found it interesting that they chose the Mexican restaurant to eat at. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the exorcists yep. also meet at Mexican restaurants to yep. talk. Because they're, they're usually loud. Yep. You can get drinks. They have good food. Yeah. And you can discuss things and no one will eavesdrop. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was very interesting. I like it. I like it. Um, so, that you know, these guys get to talking. And one of the things, they, they, they hit off on the occult aspect of it. But apparently the work of Parsons was a big hand into why this Collins Elite was created in the first place. Duke had brought all types of documents with him from the Army, FBI, Air Force. A lot of it was involved investigating in Parsons and his work. Because the rumor, the rumor mill does what the rumor mill does. People began to hear that Parsons may have had some type of involvement with all the UFO sightings back in the 40s. So it caught, it obviously caught the attention of militaries and countries. When Parsons himself was pressed, he admitted that it, it's most likely not by chance that he had connections with the previous sightings, i.e. Roswell, Rainier. A secret meeting went underway at Wright-Patterson where the military called in demonology experts, ancient religions, and occult experts in hopes to better understand what Parsons may have allowed to enter our world. Take that in. There were fucking meetings at Wright Patterson. There were there were debriefs in like 51 or 52 at the fucking Pentagon on this shit. It, the first thing that pops in my head is this right here. Uh, the end of 2021, where NASA was hiring priests to prepare humans for contact with extraterrestrial it's life. It's fucking crazy, dude. How? What? It is absolutely crazy. What? It's exactly the same. Yeah. Essentially. The National Space and Aeronautics Administration is enlisting the help of 24 theologians. Theologians, theologians, I don't know how to say it, whatever. As part of its efforts to determine how different religions around the world would react to contact with aliens. Hmm. It makes you wonder. Another thing is like, with all the Crowley shit, the one, I'm, I'm using air quotes here, demon that he manifested, which is lamb, the only one that he ever manifested into like a, like a real physical form, Looked a hell of a lot like a gray alien. Uh, exactly. And that supposedly is what is response, like what they, the Collins elite perceives as demons are the grays. Because it's that that's kind of what it all seems to be centered around. It seems that Parsons and Crowley, and if, if Parsons and Crowley did it, who's to say that people in ancient times weren't able to open the same types of doorways. Oh, yeah. And let things in. I'm developing a theory in my brain here as I'm going. But apparently the Greys are they don't fucking like us at all. They want no they want nothing but damnation for us. That's not very nice. You know, and whether whether and at that point, if they are able to crack a door open, I think the safe bet, to say the least is that there's some type of inter- interdimensional being, personally. Oh, yeah. Right? Which, which I'm, you know I'm in that fucking Oh, thing. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And they, they're just, they, they describe it that these two guys, in their workings, were able to crack, the, crack that veil to the home world of these entities and allow them through. And what's crazy is I know you and me have... have 
made or had that conversation before. And we, we had that conversation when we were uh, discussing Acacia Strain album. You know, because uh, it, it kind of refers to uh, the, what was it? The only mistake we made was giving them names or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. The it only, comes in waves. Our only sin is giving them names. Yeah. And we, we had that conversation like, what if if we stumbled onto some type of intelligent being out there that pretended to be our gods, that pretend they just was a giant manipulation? Oh, yeah. That's that's exactly the, the thing that sets into my head with the whole Bledsoe case. And essentially, it, like I was going to hold off this theory till the end, which I will circle back to. So keep that in your mind. <laughs> but... <clears throat> All this research they were doing on Parsons, it, it was it was in depth, and then they took him seriously, which is crazy. It's also crazy to me that they began looking at like it's another thing that's hard for me to wrap my brain around is that the DOD, which obviously, which it doesn't stop with just the DOD, you know, because I know the CIA had a big hand in all of this stuff. The FBI was loosely involved. It seemed like they did more of the investigating, like almost on a real normal FBI investigation avenue. But the fact that they were using, what I say, black rituals and shit to to make contact with these beings. That blows my fucking mind. It absolutely blows my mind that you have military personnel... Like, not thinking that this is woo-woo shit. They're taking it with, like, dead serious. Oh, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same with, like... Because one thing for you and me to sit here and be like, yeah, they're using black magic, baby! Yeah. And then it's another thing for the the United States government to go, actually, we are. Same way with, like, remote viewing and shit. It's mind-blowing. Like, remember the the stupid faux ritual they did at CERN? The faux sacrifice? Yeah. Which people recorded, and then they're like, no, that was fake. Was it, it though? Fake. You know, don't, was don't it? worry about it. Was it? Don't worry about it. We're opening portals, bro. We're just we're just checking out. We're just looking through the veil. It's it's so wild. Sometimes, it's so those, wild. sometimes those windows turn into doors, you fucking idiots. This is true. This is absolutely true. But in doing all this research... I also found out that Parsons ended up blowing himself up in his home. It seemed to be an accident, but people wondered if it wasn't weird. Wasn't something different, right? Fucking weird. Yeah, because he was. He was. I think he did work on like uh, he did work with NASA and dealt with rockets and shit like that. So he he was he was a smart fella, right? But I think he was what? working on something at home and he blew him fucking self. He blew what himself up. Better way. To get rid of a rocket scientist, then just blow his goddamn home up and be like, he was probably doing yeah. rocket stuff. It it totally could have been the government. Some people uh, theorized after learning all this shit, because I've heard that about Parsons before, but I did not make the connection that maybe it was due to these entities that he was fucking around with. Because Parsons let it be known that he he was actually trying to, in his work, summon the devil. Like the legit devil. He wanted to fuck around with the devil. He was he was not trying to mess with little shit. He wanted the big dog. <laughs> but shortly after this happened, the Collins elite was born. The Air Force after Parsons died? Yes. Okay. The Air Force had opened up Blue Book to look into these UFOs, which we all have heard about Blue Book. Well, apparently the Air Force wasn't getting anywhere with them. They, the, and this is what's interesting is they, they could catch them on radar, which we've all heard that. We've seen the, the TV shows and shit on it. They'll catch them on e, uh, radar and then vanish. They were, they, and these, these aircraft, these UFOs weren't attacking, so they didn't seem hostile. By any means. So it sounded more or less like the Air Force just kind of gave up on the on the project. Because, like I said, they were having a hell of a time catching them because they would just appear on radar and then disappear. Which is far more 
difficult back then, you know, in the fifties and shit trying to wrap their brain around that. And then at the same time, these UFOs, these entities weren't presenting themselves as aggressors or malicious or anything. They were just there once in a while. So it seemed like the Air Force was just like, fuck it. We're not going to put any more money into this shit. We're done with it. Well, the Pentagon at that point decided to take up the mantle, which also leads a little bit of credence in things we've talked about in the past as far as the military, the shadow government, whatever the fuck, the ABC boys, all of them, they like to shuffle projects around, you know, one will put it down, the next one picks it up. Rename it. Exactly. Just keep everything in question. But the the Pentagon ends up taking men from all different branches and began looking into these discs that were appearing to be from a demonic beginning, which, like I said, you link it back to Crowley and Parsons, and it does have this very occult demonic beginning because for, and I'm not, I'm literally going nowhere with this, but it's just kind of hitting in my mind. If, if you're looking at it from an outside perspective and let's say the UFO phenomenon is 100% new to you, this is all new. You're, you, you see a UFO for the first time, whatever the fucking case may be. And then you look at the files in correlation with Parsons and Crowley and you're like, this is our beginning timeline for the UFO phenomenon. Well, of course, you definitely are going to go, well, it's demonic then, right? Because he's fucking using a cult and black rituals and and all types of shit to summon these things. And then in the 50s in itself, religion was a big deal, right? Yeah. So you, you, you also have that to add to it. And once again, to clarify, I'm not saying that it's not this. I'm just, I'm just stating what is there. Um, the name of the group is actually interesting and so simple. It makes me believe it all the more. So the group, when they first started, they didn't officially have a name. They just kind of operated. And from times they would they would pull specialists, which is kind of cool because, like if if Steve, if you and me were considered specialists in anything, they they would not have hesitated to reach out and be like, hey. They would give you just an. They wouldn't tell you everything, but they would give you just enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they they made contact with someone from Collins, New York, and he would help with some of the work. Never really known too much. He would just assist where they needed him to. He brought up about how everyone in Collins, they just made cheese. So the guys at with the, the Collins elite would joke with him and call him the elite of Collins. <laughs> at that point, it just kind of stuck. And so the boys in the group just kind of started using the Collins elite as an official, an unofficial name and then it just that that's how the name became it does have kind of a cryptic ring to it oh for sure for sure but i I like how it has this very mundane beginning like it yeah it's totally what 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 could happen yeah with a bunch of dudes fucking around and you would when you hear it you think collins is a very specific very powerful thing but it's not yeah and in all reality it came from just a joke yeah like them messing with somebody so I like that. But this is, the you know, the Collins Elite began their research into this new phenomenon. They started off with three cases where the, the, it involved uh, UFO contactees. You have George Van Tassel, George Adamski, Adamski and George Hunt Williamson. Hmm. 
We've we, talked about Adamski yeah, where's before. Adamski from? We've talked about him before. Where's he from? Let me Google him. But I know, I know, I remember that name. Yeah. But they start. They they in in the book here. It kind of goes over all these men and their encounters. But as the as the group begins to dig through these individual cases, they start to notice one very important similarity between the three cases, which would help form the thinking of the Khan's elite. All the cases stated were that these back then these these men who were contactees, they they more or less called them spacemen, but that these spacemen would communicate with them through ESP, telepathy, and even the use of Ouija boards. So it had this this mind speak aspect to it. The FBI also took interest in them because at the time, not only were these three men making contact with the spacemen, but you have tons and tons of cases starting to pop up that fit the exact same description. And these spacemen would come visit people in the United States and tell them how great communism was, which we remember those stories. Remember hearing about blonde-haired dudes talking about communism and how great it is. So the FBI gets involved because they think that these aren't extraterrestrials at all. Rather, successful, which this is fucking another mind-blowing statement. The FBI determines that these are not aliens. It is successful mind control experiments held by the Soviet quote unquote mind soldiers. A reason behind it's weird that I just said mind warriors. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> A reason behind believing this was that the Nazi scientists that were captured in World War II, the FBI assumed that the Soviets had captured these scientists and were able to perfect this process because we knew that Hitler believed in the occult and Hitler was also looking into this type of research. And then from there, you, you have the spawn of, like, we talked about remote viewing, uh, Project Center Lane. Like, it all starts to get taken extremely serious. Man, my brain's going in a million different fucking directions. It's wild. I'm, I'm about out here. I'm but, trying to tether it all together. Uh, the Pentagon, like I, like I brought up earlier, the Pentagon held briefings on this in 1952, wanting to know more about the benefits of using ESP in warfare, which all of this was derived from the UFO contactee phenomenon. However, as it begins to progress, the Collins elite would break away from the theory that the Soviets had anything to do with this, nor extraterrestrials. Because they began to walk the path of using altered states of mind in hopes with un- of uncovering and communicating with whatever was out there. From 1952 to 53, a few members of the Khan's elite would hold out an idea that it was truly aliens from outer space making contact with people. However, as they progressed more and more into this topic those holding out would eventually change their minds because as the data kept pouring in, they would begin to understand that the entities making contact with people are far worse than anything outer space could send our way. These entities were convincing people that they were in fact extraterrestrial. They were responsible for the UFOs and they were benign. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where I'm going to cliffhang you. But it is a very interesting start to the Collins Elite. It, and I, I know, like in our discussions, you you lean a lot interdimensional. I lean a lot, actually, ET from outer space type of shit. 
But you can't argue the thought process behind where the Pentagon came from, where the Collins Elite came from, especially when you consider time frame. And then you, like the big red flag for these guys was Parsons and Crowley. Like that's where that all shit, all that bloomed from. Yeah. So you can definitely understand, and I'm not like, once again, I'm not saying that they're not demonic by nature, but you can understand the thought process behind making that connection. Yeah. All right. Couple things. So again, I'll bring it up. When I was digging into Max Spears, uh, his encounters, he went on to say that probably 90 to 95% of what we consider extraterrestrial contact abductions are not that. He said many of them is government manipulation, which kind of dips its tendrils into this a little bit. A little bit, especially if the government, which is, you know, they did, if they did, because I'm still, I'm still reading the book. I'm not, I'm not any farther now than what everybody listening is. But especially if the government started to implement what these NHEs were teaching them, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could ring a little bit more true with Max Spears at that point. Uh, now with these entities, and this is just my own speculation, my own thought process thus far into what I have heard. So if we rewind back to the Bledsoe case, we have these essentially alien beings, which could just as easily be interdimensional beings correct? that have come in, have interfered with this man's life, uh, has essentially put his life into turmoil and then has essentially manipulated him into thinking that they play into his uh, sacred beliefs, his religious beliefs, and they start using those as a smokescreen to get him to believe what they want him to believe. To think that these entities, whatever they may be, non-human, are good. They are of light. They are of love. They are of hope. They are essentially spiritual beings it's not that far off to think that our government has come in contact with these beings and they see that these are absolutely malevolent in nature they are the a number one threat to human existence bar none whether they come from space, whether they come from a different dimension, whatever it may be. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's irrelevant. Honestly, that's irrelevant. But what better way, especially in 1950, Christian America, to get everybody's attention than to pick the biggest big baddie of them all, Satan, and say that these beings are working underneath him. Yeah, to get everybody fired up and riled up, like holy shit, this is the this is the real deal. So it's almost like both sides could easily manipulate people's faith and belief. Oh, for sure. To push forward, for sure. This exact scenario. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's it's definitely possible, you know. And I think Nick, even as he's meeting with this Duke guy, he did he didn't he doesn't really know what to expect because you have to take it with a grain of salt because. He's like, am I just going to be sitting down in a mass disinformation campaign right now? Because, or is uh, there going to be truth in there? Yeah. What if what if these beings are watching Crowley and Parsons do do all these occult rituals? They're just sitting up, sitting up in their spaceship. Let's let's run with the gamut that they're aliens sitting up in their spaceship and they're watching these dudes do these poor these fucking rituals and shit. And they're like, these dudes down here are really really trying to summon a, a spiritual being. They're like. Watch this. <laughs> so they send they send Lamb, you know, probably the goddamn janitor yeah. on the UFO. They send him. They're like, Lamb, just run with it. Whatever yeah. they go, just go with it. So they send Big Head Lamb down there, and he's down there like, holy shit, it worked. 
we summoned a demon. Yeah. And Lamb's, Lamb's just like, he's just trying to clean the goddamn spaceship. Now he's down there with Crowley and <laughs> and he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. But in the meantime, everybody on Earth, especially like the Alphabet Boys and everybody else is like, well, I'll be damned. These crazy fuckers Crowley pulled it off. summoned a demon. And then it just kind of rolls from there. I'm, I wish we were, I wish we could just keep rolling. I know, like the next one in. Like I'm, I'm invested now, baby. I'm gonna it's, have everybody talking shit on me. It's fun. I'm, <laughs> I fucking dig it, man. I think it's, it's cool. I'm excited to learn more, to see where all of this goes. Because I, <clears throat> I really want to, I really want to get to the part where they, because the beginning of the book kind of foreshadows later on, with all the doom and gloom talk, talking about how. It's the Greys that want nothing more than a destruction of humanity. Uh, oh, bro, I'm calling it right now. If somebody with artistic capabilities draws me a picture of Lamb with a mop and bucket, I'll make a hell or janitor sticker and we'll put it on the website. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But it's I wanna get I wanna get to more of the evidence based as to why the cons elite view the grays is so detrimental to because I hope that that's just not it. That the, you hear from Ray and his three cases that he saw of, of remote head trauma and suffocation and cardiac arrest and shit. I, I want to know more as to why, because the Collins elite apparently most of them don't even want, they don't want to tell anybody about the reality of the situation because it'd be so detrimental to humanity. Cause then you look into the, the accounts of people being like people going into the dumbs and shit and seeing these grays being manufactured off a line. They're yeah. essentially like robotic slash robotic biological entities that they're putting out hand over fist, which I mean, and it could be so that, because Bledsoe came after yeah. this. It could be that these entities saw our government weave this religious spiritual narrative. Like, hey, these guys are so bad. They're, the only, they're, they're so bad. They're worse than anything space could have put out. They're worse than any kind of dimension could put out. They have to be from hell. They have to be under the realm of Satan. I could see that way of thinking. These things could have turned the, ta- turned the tables and been like, we're, we're going to one-up you dumb fucks. They're like... We're not from we're not from hell. We're even better than that. We are God. We're from heaven. We are the gods. Very easily. It wouldn't it wouldn't take much to manipulate someone that vested in their faith. Well, not only that, but it wouldn't take that much to manipulate a being that is f- far less superior than where you're currently. Yes, at. and then I feel like we as humans are always we're always grasping for something bigger than us oh yeah absolutely something to look over us to watch out for us yeah that's just by nature yeah and if you have these these entities that you know nothing about you have no idea about and this and this spans eons you know even back to back to egyptians and shit whenever they encountered things that they did not know what did those things become gods Right off the rip. Oh, yeah. It would be no different than them seeing a cell phone and saying that's magic or sorcery. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it, it's always a possibility that it, there is a, a, a logical explanation. It's just we're not there scientifically or mentally. I I dig when you bring the heat of these things that I've never heard before. It's fucking, it's a cool story, man. And it's a way different, A, overall, the cons lead in itself their their take on the matter is far different than I've even considered. Which so that's fun in itself. It's also fun to sit here and try to disassemble their way of thinking a little bit, you know, or give reason as to why they thought it this way and that way. Yeah. But I also want to hear the information that's it's it's within here yeah. because I've never heard this shit myself. Yeah. So it's very interesting and it, it, it it's another puzzle piece at the end of the day. Yeah, I was looking up and. Just it's weird because as I showed Kyle, I Googled 
uh, Collins Elite photos and automatically I have all my locations turned off on my Mac, right? As soon as I Google Collins Elite photos, it came up and says, Google would like to track your location. Let's go. <laughs> like bullshit. Bullshit, you fucking nerds. I said let them. I wanted to see there was a fucking thing comparing uh, aliens and angels that was interesting. I was going to share on the Discord, but I'm just going to look for it again here. But it was just little things like they both fly. They both <laughs> they both are not from this world. They, I don't know. It's It's been cool so far. I'm excited to finish the book and... Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I would like to pick Nick Redfern's brain. I'm highly considering reaching out and maybe trying to get him on the show at some point. I wish we could have talked to him more at Dogman. Yeah. Honestly, but that dude, that dude is all over the place. He was a he is a busy man. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I can't find it. If I find it, I'll share it on the socials. I thought it was interesting just making making the connections they did between angels and aliens or demons and aliens or whatever. Yeah, that'll be that'll be about it for this week's show. That's a dope. That Hopefully, a dope. I can get a shitload more written for the next one, and we can really turn and burn into that was fire. some more meat. Hold on, I might just found some articles here, some actual like CIA shit. There's supposed to be a lot of documents that are FOIA leaked or FOIA FOIA out there. Interesting. Because when Nick met with Mr. Duke in Albuquerque at the Mexican restaurant and he brought all the army, FBI, all of the files to show Nick, he said, Mr. Duke said that these were all declassified and FOIA information. So all of the information is out there somewhere. It's interesting. I'll have to keep digging. This doesn't look like it's saying a whole lot. But anyway, yeah, we'll wrap it up here and we'll probably jump back into it next week. So be here and be weird. Check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Come and hang out. Until next time, stay safe. Stay weird. If you see an interdimensional being, just ask them if they're from hell or from space. They'll be honest with you, just like our government.